What's your favorite scary movie? Stop Horror Time, the podcast where two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crimes and events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. And we have a guest back. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, it's me, Sundance Sydney. Woo! Back. Woo! <laughs> Live and in stereo. Alright, well this is very exciting. Uh, we brought Sydney on because we're doing P2, uh, the 2007 holiday horror flick, part of our month-long holiday horror theme of December. Um, oh no. And that's a cat. And, that was uh, my I, cat. <laughs> we, we brought Sydney on because you've been a fan of this for a long time, right? Yeah, I... Um... I watched this movie a long time ago when I was, it was like right when it came out, which is I think in like 2008, and Netflix DVD was the was the Netflix back then, and, yes. I, and I got it on DVD, um, and I watched it like a million times, and then I remember, I, I think I was the one who, I don't remember if I was the one who was telling you about it, but I just, I really liked that movie for some reason as a kid and um <laughs> when i heard you guys were doing it and you guys were like do you want to come on i was like yes please i would love to talk about this parking lot horror movie yes <laughs> i think about it whenever i'm in a parking garage especially if i ever park on pizza i'm like hey, hey. <laughs> west bentley's here he's just watching us all uh probably <laughs> He apparently came into my store once. I'm so jealous. <laughs> just been like, oh, don't kill me. <laughs> like, what? I wonder if anyone recognizes him from that movie and not the other extremely the, famous movie that he was a part of. Film. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I love you, P2. He's like, what? <laughs> just throw, huh? I loved you and Jonah Hex. What? <laughs> no one did. <laughs> I guess we should say what this is about. Yes. Um. So I mean, it's very very simple concept. This this workaholic gal. It's Christmas Eve, and she's the last person to leave her office building, and she gets trapped in the garage because the security guard is obsessed with her and wants to spend Christmas with her, and it just yep it just escalates more and more. Um. This is such a perfect role for Wes Bentley. I mean that in the greatest way possible. Because he starts out just playing this, like, dork security guard. He's like, oh, gosh, your car's net starting, huh? And then he goes full, full Bentley. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I like his role in this. I mean, I like his performance in this movie. Um, This is a good movie. It's one of my, it's an entry in, like, my favorite canon of movie, which is the men are trash canon. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Which is just so important. Uh, it's something that can actually be so personal. And um, <laughs> what I what I found myself really enjoying about this movie as I watched it last night was um, it's paced really well. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like, every beat is, like, perfect. And, I mean, it, 
you know, it, it ends right when it needs to, and the, it yeah. starts building the tension, like, at the right moment, like, you get just enough exposition, but not too much, like, it never pretends to be anything other than what it is, and I think it's really fun and entertaining, and I think the ending is personally really satisfying. It is. Oh, yeah. So I have a I have a letterbox list that's just, like, movies where women fuck a guy up for calling her a cunt, and this is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, because she was, like, when she was, uh, when she handcuffed in the car and she was walking away, it just seemed like, for the most part, she was just going to leave him there and just get out. But then he, mm-hmm. you know, he called her a cunt, and then she, like, turned around, and she was like, oh, and she oh, set really? him on fire. And I was like, I was, yes. I was thinking about that scene. I mean, she would have gotten... She's a white girl. She'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about that scene. I'm like, were there, like, cameras in this? Because if they, like, review that, they're going to be like, so you were walking away, but then you set him on fire. No. Like, she yeah. smashed the cameras. Oh, she, oh yeah, you're right. Oh, mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> she smashed She's them. good. But either way, she'd be fine. Yeah. It, either way, she'd be fine. No, and like, good for her. Uh, they, they'd just be yeah. if the cameras were working, they'd just be watching the video and be like, "Good for her." Like, probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If like, I were one of those jury members, I'd be like, "Yeah, it's she. She's, she's valid. She's fine." Yeah, like fine. going back to the whole men are trash thing. Like, I love how like he tries to like heighten himself from the the creepo at her office and like become this like savior for her and everything while also slut shaming her it's like no she's not a slut she's like no she wouldn't fuck you she's perfect and like having this like ideal of her he's like i'm the good guy because i'm about to kill this man for you it's like sir look at yourself <laughs> sir oh boy yeah. oh my god he yes. thinks that he's like the hero yeah. and he's like protecting her honor but it's really just he feels entitled to her mm-hmm. and you know, he doesn't take into consideration, like, her feelings or that, like, she has a life yeah. that doesn't revolve around him. <laughs> and, like, that's kind of where, like, he starts to fall apart in that, like, I mean, from the moment he, like, chloroforms her and kidnaps her, like, that's where, like, he, he, he stops being, like, this, like, so, like, a slightly awkward kind of creepy, but, like, mm-hmm. nice-seeming guy like that's when that starts to like unravel but like as we get like more time with him and we just realize that like he just really has the, like this, this just deep like sense of like entitlement and resentment that stems from like loneliness or mm-hmm. whatever like it just becomes a really for me a really fascinating look at just like the ways that like men view women sometimes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how it can quickly turn very toxic and they feel like you know they feel like they can do whatever they want to us because you know they have feelings for us and that's enough and they don't even take into consideration that like we have agency (laughs) yeah Wow, wig. Yeah. yeah, you're you're good at words, Sydney. Wow. Thank you. Um, I'm very pa- I'm very passionate about P two. I mean, fucking same. Um, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's why. Do you think that's why this has so many low ratings on Letterboxd? Men are just like, oh, I don't get it, because like that's a fascinating view and like very valid point about this movie and what I think maybe why it resonates with us so much. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think. 
I mean, I did see a review from a woman mm-hmm. who was basically, like, accusing it of being, like... It was basically, like, a, like a heavy-handed, like, women can't, like, don't bother, like, being, like, having careers. And it was basically saying that the what? movie was, like, really heavy-handed and, like... That's not what it's I mean, saying. <laughs> this isn't you know, Die it's Hard. Like, you know, it's like, oh, she's, like, a stuffy businesswoman and she just, you know, and, and like, uh, basically it was, like, I felt like the reviews are... Call, they, I'm trying to describe it without getting like really, really mad. But like, <laughs> I think that like, yeah, I mean, people don't really take into consideration that like, you know, women respond to movies like this because, like, men are <laughs> men are like that. Yeah. And, um, like this I is probably think, a real fear. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Women like I mean, a a woman alone in a parking garage. That's real fear. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like fuck. Yeah. They tell, like every time I was in like a parking garage, I was like constantly looking around me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, and like especially when you're like in a parking garage that's like full of other cars, and you're just like kind of hesitant to step near your car because you're like, what if somebody's underneath the car next to me? And it's just or they're like, you know, just in the in the car next to you. And all that stuff, so it's it's living with that constantly just sucks. And so like she seemed pretty like chill for the most part, so maybe she thought it was pretty safe because of the environment that she was in, but then it's like it quickly spirals into, you know, this is uh kind of almost a cat and mouse game that they start playing mm-hmm. in this in the garage and just how scary like this is for women in real life. So um That's and I also, That's also in, oh, sorry, go ahead. oh, uh, um, when, uh, they were in the car with, uh, the guy that, uh, was tied up to the chair and she's like trying to say like Tom's name a lot. And he's like, I know what you're doing yeah, and stuff like that. So I'm just like, oh, so he recognizes it. And I'm just like, oh no, this is worse. <laughs> this is so much worse. Yeah. It's so creepy how like he knew how to like normalize his behavior or pretend to be like how easily he could switch back to like when the cops came and he's just like uh hey, like yeah how, t- just like how it shows how like he's been able to function and like pass through in society unsuspected when like he mm-hmm. clearly has a lot of e- issues um i want to go back to you raised a good point al about like she seems very comfortable in this garage at first that that made me think, like, do you think that would have been different if, like, a woman had directed this or something? Um, would she have been more unsettled um, just being alone in a garage at first? Or is it just because, like, this is her workplace and, like, you're not Probably because it's, it? like, her workplace because I know that, like, if I parked, like, whenever I, one of my old work jobs, I parked in a parking garage and I've never really felt unsafe because there were, like, cameras and stuff around and, um... Like, I was in a building where you had to have access to it, and or you couldn't get in otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I knew pretty much everyone who worked there, so I never felt uh, unsafe, really, at all in one of my old jobs. But, like, I could see, like, when you're in ones where it's, like, anyone can get into it, and it's just, like, a public yeah. place, that's where I would, I feel more unsettled and more cautious than anything. But it would be cool to see some a woman direct a movie like this. I would really love to see that. Yeah, I I agree. And if I can just add, I oh. think one of the most 
interesting scenes for me is at the beginning of the movie where she's talking to her coworker who has we learn later groped her in the elevator yeah. at a Christmas party and he's like trying to apologize to her and she's very like it's fine don't worry about it like we're good and she waves him off with just such like an ambivalence and I just took that to mean that like you can tell that like that that was not the first time that has happened to her mm -hmm. and like that's just her reality like she's obviously like in a high powered position at this job and you know, being a woman in such a high position of power, like, you experience a lot of interactions with men that are not always the best, especially if it's a male-dominated industry. We never mm -hmm. learn, like, what she does exactly, but, like, mm -hmm. you know, it gives us enough to fill in the blanks, and so I can understand why, like, when, you know, Wes Bentley's character, Thomas, is kind of, like, kind of flirting with her, but also just kind of being really friendly, and she's, like, really polite yeah she's really mm -hmm. really polite slightly uncomfortable but like she doesn't really show it at first like it's clear that like she knows that this is part of the drill and this is something that happens to her probably and not frequently but you know enough to where she has kind of like a script of things to say things mm -hmm. to do how to behave how to act um and i mean i think that this movie does a, a decent enough job of like portraying that but I think if a woman had made this it probably would have been even more nuanced mm -hmm. and it probably would have expanded a lot on that um mm -hmm. but that's probably why like she wasn't as like overtly like uncomfortable being alone in this parking garage like she's probably like kind of always on guard to the point where it's kind of just like the normal for her and so she doesn't kind of overtly show anything yeah. at this point that's so yeah. sad <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, cause she. I noticed like she she has to like like tiptoe around him even before she knows he's a creep. And she's like has to say like thank you to him so many times, and he's still like I'm just trying to help. And she's like no, I know, thank you, stuff. Mm -hmm. And like he didn't even do anything, but she's like yeah, thank you. Like leave me alone now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She really she has a, the language down of how to even talk to him. Then that's a good point. Yeah, bro. I guess I was. I don't know. I'm trying to find, like, <laughs> my mind just always goes to Revenge. I'm like, just watch Revenge. Oh, we still gotta watch. Mm -hmm. We still gotta watch <laughs> yes, that do. sometime. Um. <sighs> Does any I always associate this movie with Blue Christmas now. Does anyone else? <laughs> Me. <laughs> like, whenever I hear it, I'm like, Wes is dancing somewhere. <laughs> I, I will now. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was your first time watching it, right? Yes, it was. Um, I watched it a couple nights ago, and I took notes during it, because uh, I was just like, oh my god, like, because truly, like, she embodies a lot of women that work in a very male-dominated industry, you know, just doesn't stir the waters, doesn't, like, do anything to, like, really put her foot down or anything, because, like, you know that if she did, like, try to make, like, a report or something to, like, HR or something... It might not even do anything because it's probably run by a guy, mm -hmm. and yep. like it would it would be bad for her because then it would spread around the office and then she might get treated differently. So she's just trying to like keep things really like down low and like on the like keep the waves calm and stuff like that. So um, I'm just like, oh man, I I feel that <laughs> just trying mm -hmm. not to tell men to go away. Um, 
So, yeah, this is, it was so good. I I don't understand why it has low reviews. I think it's ahead of its time, much like Jennifer's Body. Maybe. <gasps> Whoa. Double feature. <laughs> sh- double feature. Uh, they should re-release it, I think, because I think that it would be cool to see it in a setting of, like, today. I feel like it would be a lot more receptive. Because, yeah. like, it got, it got, like fairly like mixed to positive reviews in the box office but i feel like it was just like the timing of releasing it like especially nowadays like i think a lot of people would gravitate toward it and like just like love it so much so yeah i think this film would have played a lot better if it had been released like in the last couple of years um i remember because i mean the only reason i had heard of this movie was i think i was at like my my local mom and pop video store Mm. and I saw it like on the shelves and it looked so fascinating and creepy and then I had to go through Netflix to get it because I was like a baby and they they wouldn't let me they wouldn't let me rent it so I had to um I had to be sneaky and get it off of um Netflix DVD because my parents didn't monitor because I had my own like little separate account underneath theirs and they forgot to put parental uh warnings on it so it would let me it would let me get whatever i wanted yeah and baby they, wouldn't, they would they wouldn't read the envelope because it had my name on it so um <laughs> i was able to watch a lot of really uh inappropriate films at such a young age thanks netflix but um <laughs> um but like i remember like I'd, I'd never seen any like press about it i'd never heard about it you know i just i stumbled upon it at my video store so i feel like it probably just didn't get a lot of, like, people probably just didn't know that this was out there, and then, yeah. like, just, like, real diehard, like, horror people had seen it and heard of it, and, but, like, if it came out, like, now, like, on Netflix or whatever, I think it probably would have been a big hit. I mean, the guy who produced this, did, I think he just made that movie this year, Crawl, with the, mm. um, oh, hell yeah, with the, with the alligator, like, I think that's the same dude, so, and, I mean, that movie did really well, so, mm-hmm. um, I feel like there would be an audience for this film today. So people should go and watch P2 because it's great. Yes. Yeah, I'm like doing my best to throw this film out there and do like will a fan base into existence. Like whenever, Mm -hmm. whenever the topic of holiday horror comes up, like I'm always like P2. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know what I noticed this time? There's literally like sleigh bells in the score at one point. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. This time. This is oh. Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Is it still on Shutter? It was at one point. I didn't find it on Shutter. I found it on uh, Voodoo because I could oh. watch it, and it, it had it had ads, but they were like less than like it was like twenty second ads, and then it popped right back into the movie. So I was like, I, I can deal with that easily. It's not like it's a you know if it was like on TV with ads and you had to sit through minutes of it. So. Hmm. Yeah, I watched it on, I think it was Tubi TV okay. or whatever, um, and that had ads too, but I had an ad blocker, so they didn't pop up. <laughs> I own it. Okay, I'm contributing to the P2 fund. <laughs> I will okay, go listen. and get it. <laughs> I rented that movie from Netflix so many times, I've given it, I've given it its money back, and then some. Like, I used to watch this with a friend constantly, and I don't know why, we just really liked it, but she would always have to go and like sit in the hallway for one scene and then I would call her back in after like a few minutes um just because the bits with the dog she was like, and, like oh. understandably so like yeah. there is some pretty severe um 
animal violence in this movie and like I'm yeah. I have a really like high tolerance for that kind of thing but watching it this time even I was like that's really really graphic yeah sounds... RIP, RIP Rocky I was like yeah Ooh. I feel bad because yeah. like that dog doesn't know that he's protecting his owner that's like a piece of shit like he just thinks he's protecting his owner <laughs> I know yeah but at the same time, you're being attacked by a deadly dog. I don't know uh, yeah, you... at the same time, it's like, you gotta do what you gotta, gotta do, you know? know what? Like... <laughs> Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah. R.I.P. Rocky. All right, Paul. I, I know. I love the, like, <laughs> pictures at the end. That, like, it, it's such a... It's fucking hilarious. The, the end credits where it's playing Blue Christmas and then it shows, like, screen caps that make this look like it was just a comedy or something. And one of them is Rocky yeah. just, like, smiling. <laughs> And that's, what uh, I li- and that's what I like about this movie because I feel like like this day and age like we, we're having a lot of discussions about like horror and like specifically like elevated horror yeah which I don't really know what I don't really know what that it's means, not real <laughs> but like I watch a film like this and like it is just fun and entertaining mm-hmm. and it doesn't have I mean like it talks about like important things but it doesn't position itself as like a capital really important thing like about this day and age like it just lets itself be fun and entertaining and I wonder if that's why a lot of people don't really like it like they they just think it's like stupid and one note but like sometimes I just want to watch a movie in a parking garage (laughs) where a woman takes an axe and just like fuck shit up you know it's like we love to have fun (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's really fun and entertaining, and I think there's a lot to take away from it, personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, the real P2 was the friends we made along the way. I know. <laughs> also, shout out to her flip phone, a 2007 flip phone with a little charm on it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It oh, was, was funny watching this yeah. film now because, like, back when that movie came out, like, I did have a flip phone. Yeah. And I yeah, was like, oh, same. she's just like me. <laughs> Celebrities are just like us. I know. Daniel Lee Lewis <laughs> watches this now. Oh, I have a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There was that one, the one scene in the, uh, when she wakes up in the uh, office and she's, like, handcuffed to the table and he's talking about like his interests and stuff, and he mentions Ernest Hemingway. Oh, yes! And I was like, that alone, I should just take you out for the biggest red flag. <laughs> I and I say that as someone who likes Heming, who likes to read Hemingway books. Like, if a man tells you, ladies, if a man tells you he likes Ernest Hemingway, dump him. Right, floor But it. if a woman tells you she likes Ernest Hemingway, date her. Yeah, yes. this is. There's, I have rules like that for a lot of content. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my, you know, uh, Xander from our Insidious episode he has this like theory he's like you do not date a guy that wears a Texas Chainsaw Massacre shirt <laughs> just, oh, and I'm like, I, I'm like I'd date a girl who wears one though he's like no yeah that's fine just don't I've dated too many yeah. men that wear Texas Chainsaw Massacre t-shirts and they're all bad <laughs> it's like so specific <laughs> It's like the Punisher almost. It's like oh, yes. the girls like I love the Punisher. Like oh cool, and it's like yeah. if a guy says it, it's like I have nine one one on speed dial. Truly, I would never trust a man that loves the Punisher as much as I do uh-uh. because I know I'm right and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I'd forgotten about the Hemingway thing when I watched yeah, that. And I remember I, I wrote down 
I wrote down red flag. <laughs> I wrote down a fucking course he loves Hemingway. <laughs> and also, I feel like he's not even interpreting that book correctly. Like, I feel like he's just warping it to like probably I val- validate what he what he believes about this one. Yeah, and he yeah. I'm like, I don't even think you've read any other Hemingway book than that one. So I was reading the Spark Notes for. <laughs> this book. It's like, why don't you just go read The Old Man in the Sea and then, like, relax? Like, <laughs> Maybe you'll calm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, then the scene after that, that phone call with her mom is so, is so sad. You know? Like, I know. Like, I think it, anyone that criticizes, if you have criticism about, like, her being a workaholic or something, like, that's, like, I think that scene helps. Like, that's not what's going on. Like, she was going to go... She wants to be there with her family. She wants to have Christmas with them. She was on her way out when she said she was. And mm-hmm. her that was her sister at first that just expects less of her. And then her mom is being very understanding about it. It's just a very sweet scene. Mm-hmm. I think... And I... We haven't really talked about her performance, but I think it's great. Um, Rachel Nichols. I think her performance in this is great. Yes. I agree. Yeah. She I hits agree. every emotional beat really well. Mm-hmm. And then she carries it. And I think, a, I, I think a lesser movie would have... Because I like the scene where she's on the phone with her family, and I think a lesser movie would have, like, made her, like, at the end, like, been like, I'm reevaluating my priorities, and I don't need to have such a high-powered career. Like, mm-hmm. I just only need to spend time with my family. Like, it never really judges her for the choices that she mm-hmm. makes because she hasn't done anything wrong no like mm-hmm. she's like this is just happening to her because some man feels he's entitled to her time and her love like it's not because she works a lot or because you know she was quote unquote like slutty and let a dude grope her in an elevator like she's not at fault here and i think yeah. the film is smart for not going down that road because it really easily it really easily could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like if you as a viewer are trying to like blame her for any of that, maybe just maybe that's a you problem. <laughs> just yeah. look check yourself. Yeah. And she did a lot of this also while she's like in handcuffs too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like not like when she's escaping him during like the sequences where she escapes him and like she's trying to do a lot of like good moves. <laughs> like trying to get a signal, like putting her hands through the door to get a signal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like locking herself in the elevator. Mm-hmm. But that, that was that was wild. I wasn't expecting uh, the the flooded elevator to happen. Shit, um, the poor the poor security guard. I know they had to mention that he has like a family way to get home just to make it extra tragic. <laughs> I know. Um, it should have been like, like, oh, it's my last day on the job. I can't wait to retire. <laughs> can't wait to be alive. Yeah, she's, I, I love her character in this. Oh, yeah. I think she did, like, I think it was really well done. Get away from there. <laughs> Sorry, my cat. <laughs> Your cat has opinions about P2 and they want to share it with us. <laughs> he wants to sneak behind my dresser is what he wants to do. Crazy kid. Your cat's pretending to be Wes Bentley. I think that's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do we want to, uh, true crime? Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure. Just segment to the, uh, section. Um, so this actually happened, 
just like a few weeks ago. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, it's up in Illinois. Uh, Ruth George, she was known as Ruthie to her friends, uh, was a 19 year old honor student at UIC, the University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, she wanted to become a physical therapist to help heal people. Uh, and the weekend before Thanksgiving, Ruth was seen on university cameras walking into the parking garage around 1.30 a.m. on November 23rd. And then there was a man that was seen following her into the garage. And then around 2.10, uh, he was then seen leaving the garage. Uh, when her family didn't hear from her the next day uh, because she was supposed to come home, uh, they reported her missing and the police tracked her phone and found her body in the backseat of a family car in the garage near the school's library. Uh, the man that had followed Ruth was identified as Donald Thurman, uh, thanks to additional footage that was found at the train station that matched his description. He was a parolee who had just finished a two-year prison sentence for armed robbery. Um, he was then taken into custody and given a full confession to the crime the very same day. So, uh, what the summation of it is, the prosecutors say that Ruth was being catcalled by Thurman and... He mm. got really upset when she ignored his advances, so he followed her to the garage where he strangled her and then uh, sexually assaulted her. Uh, so following the murder, some students began to worry about their safety and a petition on change.org that was created by former UIC students called on the school to increase safety measures. And at this time, I believe the petition has gotten over 8,000 signatures. Wow. So... Uh, as of December 4th, university officials have responded to the students' fears and will be increasing security at all campus parking structures for the remainder of the semester. Vice Chancellor for Administrative Services John Coronado said that they are adjusting safety and security measures to meet the needs of our community. And throughout the rest of the semester, uh, there will be 24-hour security at all garages, which will give them the opportunity to conduct a more detailed review of the situation before implementing permanent measures after that point. Um, the current university has people that patrol the garages from 8 a.m. to noon and 4 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday before this happened. Uh, he is, Thurman is currently being held without bail, and his next court date is December 16th. Is that where he'll probably start the trial off? Wow. So, a memorial on campus for Ruth was adorned with flowers and framed photos, all of them showing her smiling with friends and family. And uh, her family stated the following, uh, quote, We grieve with hope. We hold no hatred towards the perpetrator, but our hope is that no other girl will be harmed in this way and for a mother to never experience this type of heartache. So, there's not a ton of info on it because it's just mm -hmm. so, like, new. Yeah. But I imagine more stuff will come out about it uh, as the events unfold and trials begin. So... It's just like, yeah, surely it's like nothing changes. It's like, yeah, no, there's girls too just... many stories about cat calls gone wrong. It's like fucking yeah. upsetting. Mm -hmm. when, when you guys told me you were doing this movie, my first thought was this is going to be probably the easiest one to find true crime for, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember reading about an incident that happened where in the state where I live, Utah, and I think it was a parking garage, but like. Um, this woman was going out with this guy and then she broke up with him because he, 
you know, just, he was becoming really possessive and jealous, mm-hmm. and then he, I think he murdered her in a parking garage, like, it, it, it happens everywhere, it's mm-hmm. very upsetting. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. in my home, it shouldn't be as common as it is. In my hometown, this woman, a couple years ago, this woman was found in the mall parking garage. She had been dead for, like, days before someone discovered her body. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) This, like, that's, and that was the, like, mall where I used to work for years. And, like, get off work at 1 a.m. I was like, it's fucking terrifying. And especially, God, especially, like, campus cases like this, like, mm-hmm. I think that's another reason I'm excited for the new Black Christmas, kind of, is, like, because that's, that's gonna go into the, the gender politics of, like, of, like, campus problems <laughs> with men. Um, and there are problems. There are there some, are. there's some problems, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Because, oh, what was it that I used to do? Because um, I remember when we would close at one of my jobs. I wish I wish I could remember which one it was. But um, at the end, we would all gather, and then we would all leave, like, at the same time to the parking lot. So that way, we, like, we could see each other yeah. and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know if it's, I. it's probably just, a safety measure but I'm just like also because there's like women that work with you so it's just mm-hmm. like for them especially as well so I'm just like I hate that this is a thing but here we are unfortunately yeah and that it's 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 always that we have to take the precautions and stuff for the school has to add security in that case instead of just like teaching men to not be garbage entitled monsters like right yeah, yeah. I remember I read a long time ago about I think it was on a campus somewhere after there had been like an incident of these women getting like sexually assaulted at night there the campus put out like this flyer that said that basically implemented like a curfew like you can't Mm. you know you can't go you can't go out like past a certain hour and I wish I had the details for this but I literally just thought of it um this woman like in protest she basically said like women are always the ones who are told they can't walk alone at night. What would happen if you told men that they can't mm-hmm. go out past 8 o'clock at night? Like, they yeah. would revolt, they would protest, yeah. they, you know, they they don't have their freedoms imposed on the way that hmm. <clears throat> that we do, and, you know, and when that happens to, if it happens to them, like, they don't call it a, a precaution, you mm-hmm. know, it's just oppression. Yeah. So, um feel very passionate and angry about these things all the time yeah um, which is why I like this movie it, it gives me it gives me a good a good channel for my rage yes <laughs> yes well fuck yeah channel it. um I'll, I'll quickly brush over the third part there's nothing really gay about this movie but it's but I think it's neat that's all I gotta say yeah <laughs> And then, yeah, it's not gay, but there's other interesting politics going into it that we've discussed. So that's cool, I think. I mean, I personally would have loved to have her be a lesbian, and I mean, there's nothing that says never, she isn't. I don't yeah. know. There's never, there's never any evidence that she isn't. I mean, she makes up a boyfriend to get, yeah. try and get rid of this guy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. But <clears throat> so that's we're just gonna make it gay right now. She's a yeah, lesbian. Lesbian She's icon. Les- Love that. Love that for us. Yeah. Yes. 
we're just single-handedly changing the P2 canon on this podcast. But it's okay. <laughs> no one can stop us. No one else knows about this movie. So no one's going to be I know. pissed. I'm going to email Wes Bentley right now. Please. <laughs> She's a lesbian. She's a lesbian, Wes. And you'll be like, uh. Get a, get a job. Stay away from her. <laughs> <laughs> She's gay, dude. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. It's, it's such a good horror movie. I... Well, that, I'm definitely adding it to my, like, favorite horror movie list. Um, I just, ah, uh, I wish it had, like, such an, I wish it had the audience that it deserves. I know. Because it really does deserve such a good audience. It's, just re-release it and double feature it with Jennifer's kit, with Jennifer's body, and just, like, just title it films that were ahead of their time. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to add for the people who are listening to this that when Elle said it was one of their favorite movies, horror movies, Kate literally dabbed. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want people to know that that happened and, and uh, I got to witness it. True events I, happened. I dabbed. I agree. <laughs> I, agree. Um, I need to revisit Jennifer's body, actually. I don't think I've seen it since I went to the movie theater and watched it. Oh my it, like, god! Sydney, I know. I mean, I never rewatch movies except for this one, oh. um, which I've That's watched all like, I do. an insane amount of times. And like, you guys know, I almost never rewatch movies. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> I was like, oh yep, this is gonna happen. Oh yep, this is gonna happen. I was like, who are you? Like, this is the things you get obsessed with as a kid. It yeah. was like this and the Funny Games remake for me as a child. I was like obsessed oh with. God. I don't know why. <laughs> Netflix DVD was really irresponsibly fueling, like, just me watching all these really fucked up movies. <laughs> I mean, the fault should go to my parents for not, like, realizing I was watching all these, like, really bad movies. I but, mean, like, it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I. I I'm functioning mostly for the most part. <laughs> Thriving. My parents did not, like, observe very well. Like, they did not observe very well uh, whatever I watched. Like, hell, my dad turned on the birds one time when I was, like, not even in my preteens. And that freaked me out forever until I finally rewatched <laughs> it on my own uh, recently. <laughs> so I was like, uh, just, just bad decisions being made around here. Oh, but I'm fine. When, I remember when I was like really young. This was like early 2000s. My dad was watching the Oscars, and I was watching with him. And they were doing like a um, it was the year that they did that like tribute to horror movies. Like at the very beginning, Ooh. I loved that montage so much. I'll try and find Ooh. it for you guys. But it was yes. basically like a clip of all these horror movies, and I remember it because the Twilight kids were, so maybe I wasn't that young, but like the Twilight kids were like, it was Kristen Stewart and Taylor Lautner, I think, who were intro. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> the point was, um, they showed a clip of Hannibal Lecter in his mask, mm. and I had not yet experienced the masterpiece that was The Silence of the Lambs. And I remember I asked my dad, like, why is he in a mask? And I remember my dad just turned to me and what he should have said was, I don't know, honey. What he said was because he eats people. (laughs) (laughs) And that gave me nightmares for like days. But then I ended up watching the movie and at like the really, uh, like truly too young of an age. And, um, now it's like my favorite movie and I'm a really well-adjusted person so it's okay 
So maybe it's a good thing he didn't lie to you. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, what he what he did was he made me fascinated with this man who eats people, and then I ended up reading all the books from the library because the librarians didn't give a fuck that like <laughs> no. a sixth grader was like reading all the Thomas Harris books. <laughs> like, this they checks out. <laughs> they were just like, we don't, we don't like whatever. It's like fun. they were like, your parents know, right? And I would like be like, yeah, you know, like a liar. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> Well, that's like all these, it's like, all these like children coming in to buy the it book with their parents, and I'm like, um, okay, great. Like, I, <laughs> I, there are intro books that you can give, intro to Stephen King books you can give to kids, and that is not one of them. Oh. Is there like an orgy in that book? Yeah, like, there's a yes! child orgy. Eleven okay, year olds. Cool. Uh, Just wanted to make sure I was remembering that. right. No, if your kid wants to get into Stephen King, start them off with the girl who loved Tom Gordon, maybe and then move on to like Carrie and stuff. But like Jesus Christ, not it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I think I think every kid should watch Carrie, but that's just oh me. hell yeah. <laughs> God, Wait, do you stand means... the Kimberly, Kimberly Pierce version or not? I do like the Kimberly Pierce version. Yeah, I'm dabbing again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Stephen King was absolutely, I think, blasted on, like, drugs and alcohol during that time, so I don't think he really remembers quite why he wrote that. Um, so, like, that's why people were like, why'd you do that? And he's like, I really don't know. You know who can never be sure? Kids don't, don't do drugs. Yeah, don't, don't do drugs. Yeah. Well, cause, yeah, because Wes Bentley took this, this role in this movie because he wanted money to buy drugs because he was, like, in the middle of his... Yeah, he's he's sober now, yeah. uh, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just like, I just took whatever role that was offered to me. Well, uh, he committed. Money for it. He committed for that paycheck. Yeah. So committed. this was not this was not a sleepwalk. So like, I mean, he, he could have given a worse performance. You know, I mean, yeah. his performance could have been worse. Oh like, yeah, he, I thought he did a very fine job. Um, yeah, playing that character. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, do okay. we want to wind down? Sure. Uh, Sydney, since you're our guest, would you like to go first? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have not been watching a lot of movies or reading a lot of books as of late, just because it's been, like, a really busy time for me at my job. Um, so what I've been doing in terms of, like, media is I've been watching, like, very mindlessly, like, in the background while I'm, like, coping from, like, work as I've been watching, um, which we you've talked about on previous wind downs. <clears throat> I've been watching Succession on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who got Elle to watch Succession. Yes. And I've convinced like five people I think now to watch because my loving girlfriend, who you guys might remember from the episode mm-hmm. that we did on The Fury, oh, yeah. um, she literally just started watching it yesterday. <laughs> so I, I'm going through the motions of rewatching the whole series again and <laughs> Um, I really just love it. Like, it's a fantastic show. Um, very layered, and um, I don't. I just I fucking love Nicholas Braun so much. <laughs> Cousin Greg, just the best, the best boy. My number one boy. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, I've just been like watching movies here and there. I'm gearing up for like um, the Christmas time. I'm gonna start my annual. Uh, Grinch watching and yes, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> for people who don't know I'm a huge fan of the Grinch and I have way too much Grinch merchandise um, <laughs> so I actually the viewers can't see but I'm gonna sh- I have a cup literally yes. next to my desk with the Grinch on it that I keep pens in and 
Um, but so I'm probably gonna rewatch the Ron Howard Grinch movie like a hundred oh, times this month, great. just because I love that movie. And haters be damned. But that <laughs> Absolutely, great. I've already cinema. watched it this year. Good, ah, have you, um, fantastic. Have you heard Anna Gasteyer's cover of the Grinch song on her album? Oh my god, no! It's great. But I will listen to it immediately. It's great, we fucking stand. <laughs> Did you want to, you said you might want to go over some of the horror titles on the Sundance lineup? Yes. If you want. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, so I work for Sundance. Um, I'm not a programmer or anything. I just work there. But um, we released our lineup publicly this week. And there are some really good horror films on here that I just wanted to bring everyone's attention to. Um, it was a really good year for, like, they have a midnight program. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean horror films but like they had mentioned that like their midnight lineup was really strong and there are some films that they wanted to put in their midnight lineup but they wanted to give them like slots in like the competition so like one of the movies that I think is really going to be a big standout is directed by Brandon Cronenberg who is the um, son of David Cronenberg and it's called Possessor and it stars Andrea Risborough, Christopher Abbott and it's about a guy who uses like brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies and he makes them like commit like assassinations. Oh. Um, it's supposed to be really insane. I've heard every adjective used to describe it. It looks great. <laughs> um, and then a film that I'm really excited for is let me see. I think probably what I'm gonna end up seeing is <clears throat> I'm really excited for this movie called Run, Sweetheart, Run, which is directed by Shauna Fest, if I'm saying her name right, um, who's directed a couple of movies that I have seen and liked. I think she did the remake of Endless Love, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, got it. And it's about this woman who's on a blind date, and when it turns violent, she has to get home through Los Angeles, but she has to take her date with her, and um, it's got Clark Gregg in it. Like, oh my god! Hello, like... <laughs> Um, but I also wanted to highlight, um, an actress that I really love, Ramola Garay. She's (gasps) on, yes, she's on The Hour. She's making her directorial debut. She's got a film coming out called Amulet, which is about, um, a soldier who's homeless in London and he's offered a place to stay at a decaying house with a woman and her dying mother. Um, and he can't ignore the suspicion that like something is something sneaky's going oh, on shit. in there so Ooh. yeah so there's some films that i'm really excited about and obviously if you guys have me back on in like february when when i'm not dead um <laughs> talk about like <laughs> how many, i don't know which one of these i'm gonna see yet i'm gonna see at least one okay. um <clears throat> think about so i can report back have we run out of yes. horror movies that you watch or like you can pick another one <laughs> Well, when are we going to do the Boston Strangler? Oh, shit. Okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. I've just been sitting here waiting by my phone. Listen, we have so many important guests just rapping at our doors. No. I just forgot. (laughs) I have two concerts tonight, okay? I don't know what's going on. Um, I'll quickly go through what I've been watching. Um... Uh, when when we have to cope, I go to DC comic characters. Uh, so I've been watching, Please. I've been watching the new Batwoman show and catching up on that, and I absolutely love it. It's, it's I, I'm attempting to fill the Gotham 
void hole in my heart and it's at least doing some soothing and it's very super gay like i i, I keep saying i know if, if they had done a batwoman movie there's no way they would have let her be a lesbian and on this she's like full liz and even like the <laughs> the the episode i just watched they're like there's this great moment they're like it's everyone's like someone's family member like she's she's bruce's um cousin but then her team is like um lucius fox's son and then alfred pennyworth's daughter shows up and i'm like what if they were exes and then they were and i was like oh (laughs) 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 like oh yeah and then (laughs) it's great i don't know i just love how gay it gets to be and then i've also been watching the new harley quinn cartoon the one that's on dc universe that's like oh hard r-rated it's hilarious there's it's just (laughs) It's so fun. They love they love to bring in deep cuts of like especially like just like random Batman villains that like the Kite Man is in the second episode. You're like, "Oh my god." It's oh my god. it's just great. And it's I love that both this and Birds of Prey like the new Harley content we're getting is about Harley post Joker and like being mm. herself because like there's so much more to that character than him and no one believes me when I say that. So now they don't just have to look to the comics for it cuz it's been there too. But now in, yeah. in visual medium like this, great. So yeah, if you have access to that, it's great. Yes. Um, I haven't been up to a ton uh, either, just simply because I've just been so busy at work. And I just come home and I'm like, I have no energy to do anything but just kind of like veg in front of the TV. Yeah. Um, but I have, uh, I've been catching up on The Mandalorian on Star yeah. Wars. And it's so fun, because, like, you were expecting, like, almost like this Clint Eastwood Western shit, and instead you got single dad with new baby (laughs) going around the universe, and I'm just like, I am here for it, 100%. Um, And I also watched, I I, I finally watched the second episode of Succession, because I'm, like, taking it slow, so I can just enjoy it, (laughs) texting Sydney about it. Binge it. I'm dying (laughs) over here. I'll I'll be watching the third episode probably tonight. Um, Thank God. So, uh, I haven't been up to reading too much either, though. I'm just really, really bad at reading nowadays. I used to read so many books in high school, and now I'm just like, I can't even read read 20 pages. (laughs) I can't read. I just can't do it anymore. Um, But I felt like... Oh, I went... I mentioned last week that I watched Frozen 2. Yes! Uh, (laughs) Gay run! Please let Elsa have a girlfriend, for God's sakes. Because um, definitely when you she apply... She has a girlfriend! She just... She U-hauled with that... With Honey She Mary. U-hauled. Literally after one fireside chat. And then she's like, you should stay here. And she's like, yes, I should. That's literally what happened. Am I blind? That's... No. When you know, you know. You know. Exactly. She had to discover herself first, which she did, finally. And yes. accept herself, which she did. Um, and now she's ready. She ready. She's ready. Um, I really, I, I love the song Show Yourself. I thought it was so good. And just, like, when you do think about it through, like, a queer lens, it's just like, holy shit, this hits, that hits different. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But it's, it's so good. Um, I don't know what else, like, I want to in theaters while it's still out um but i imagine because i I so rarely go to the movies anymore because it's just so damn expensive Mm -hmm. um but like 
I don't, I'm looking forward to, uh, oh, I, it wasn't for this movie, um, but it was, it was for some other movie, I wish I could remember which one I saw, uh, The Turning, um, <gasps> that's supposed to be coming out, <laughs> Kate Dabbed again, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks so cool, and it's directed by a woman, and then I'm like, yes, 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 I love this, horror movies by women, I love it, let's, let's do it, the, so. The first of two different adaptations of Turning of the Screw coming out next year. Because Hill House is going to be the other one. I was like, y'all didn't, like, have a conversation oh about that? Okay. Oh. No. No. And I'm just, I'm so ready for February because I'm like, Invisible Man time. Mm-hmm. I'm ready so much. So when I saw the trailer for it, because, like, I knew what Lee Wano was, like, attempting to do more with this version instead of, like, the 1940s uh, adaption of The Invisible Man. And just, like, I saw the trailer come out, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so good. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, so. I think that trailer looks dope. Like, it's going to be great. Uh, well, didn't they just announce that they were going to do The Invisible Woman? Yes, too? Elizabeth Banks yes, is going to direct Banks. it. Yes! I love that. Yes, yes, good. yes, yes. I, good for her. I love Charlie's Angels. I'm, like, going to be, I'm, like, this is going to be my journey is, like, depending, defending the Charlie's Angels reboot for the rest of my life, I guess, because I... Thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad she's getting another. Yeah. I'm just happy because, like, she's allowed to, like, because I know the movie didn't do very well, and, like, I haven't seen it, so I don't have any, like, opinions on, like, its quality, Mm -hmm. but I know that people were saying, like, she's never going to direct again after this. And I was like, God, I hope not. I was worried, yeah. You know, they already have given her another Mm -hmm. project, or she's developed another project for herself, more realistically. Mm -hmm. So, good for her. Yeah, I think she, like, she probably, I think she pitched it or something. Like, yeah. So, fuck yeah. Well, yeah, I saw um, some reviews that were, like, a lot of them were, like, women's reviews compared to men's on Charlie's Angel, mm. and it felt like 2016 Ghostbusters all over again, so I'm just yeah. like, so basically, if you're a woman, go see it. <laughs> It'll be a fun time. Well, so. yeah, lots of good stuff going on. Thank you for joining us mm-hmm. again, Sydney. We, I swear we'll do the Boston Strangler one day. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I love you guys. Yeah, like, I like to talk, so... <laughs> We are, that's why we're here. Hell yeah. Where can people find you if you want them to find you, Sydney? Um, I'm on Twitter, at Gay and Bitter. <laughs> that's me. Right, I'm at Dyke Madden on Twitter. Uh, I am also on Twitter at LM Designs, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Horror Time Pod and Facebook at Stop Horror Time Pod. Uh, we also have an email. Uh, stop, uh, stop our time at gmail.com if you ever wanted to email us or anything um, for just for recommending like movies for us to cover or just you know letting us know what you think of the show uh, just like leave a review or anything do what you want uh, we just love hearing back from you guys um, and spread the word you know if you got people that love talking about horror but usually can't watch it because it's like sometimes it is hard to watch um, Totally recommend us because I have another friend that's going to start listening to us because uh, they just they watched a horror movie recently, uh, Krampus, which we covered There's last Krampus. week. Krampus, Krampus, um, and they said like it's one of the horror movies they can do because it's not so gory. Yeah. So, um, and I was like, hey, that's totally valid. Um, but definitely looking forward to covering another awesome movie for next week for the holidays as we get closer and closer to Christmas. So and. Uh, Thank you for listening, so we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.